Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Sefer Amos, Perek Vav, Chapter 6. Our learning is dedicated to Chayalei Tzva Haganali Israel, to their safety and their success to the swift return of all of the hostages and to the refuah of all of those who have been wounded in this war in Gaza. Chapter 6. This is a, a chapter which gives us opposites. This is a chapter of Hoi Hashananim B'Tzion Bahabotchim Bahar Shomron Woe to those who are at ease, who are secure, who are carefree in Zion. And those are those who are secure, unassailable, untouchable in Harshomron. When we have a hoy, a hoy will give us the state of the problem, and then it will give us the punishment, the undoing, the the shattering of that sinful situation. In this case, as I say, we are going to see a chapter of reversals. If we take a look, we will see. Well, let's just read a little bit. Woe to those who are carefree in Zion, and those invulnerable on the mountain of Shomron. Those who see themselves as the first of nations. Those who see themselves as the house of Israel. Here we see yet again a challenge to the people who see themselves as the chosen people and therefore they are untouchable, they cannot be harmed in any way. And in Pasuk Bet, he says, the Perak looks at a whole bunch of cities, which were once great cities. Kalne, Hamat, Hamat is uh, in, in, in the area of Syria, and Gut of the Philistines. All these cities have been great at one point and destroyed. And he says, are you in Zion? Are you in Shomron? Are you better than these kingdoms? Is your territory greater than that, than your territory? Oh, you who push aside the evil day, but you bring near the seat of violence. In other words, these people simply think that they are untouchable. They are the chosen people. They are, again, as the Pasuk says, Reshit Goyim. They are the first of nations. And therefore, if you look at Pasuk Zion, What's their comeuppance? You might be the first of nations, but therefore you will be exiled first in the in the exiles. Basar Let's say a word about that. One of what what are these people doing who are so carefree in Zion? It says a verse uh, four. Hashochvim alni totshem, you who recline on ivory beds, usruchim al arsotam, you are stretched out on your couches. Vochlim karim mitzon, you eat your lambs from the flock. 
And you eat your calves from the stall, who sing idle songs to the sound of the harp, and you think you're like David with instruments of music. You drink wine in bowls and anoint yourself with the finest oils. The phrase used here is Sruchim al Arzotam. You are laid out on your couches. And therefore, if I go back to verse 7, not only are the first of nations going to be the first of exiles, but those people who stretched out on their couches, you will not be laid out anymore in a relaxed way. The opposite will happen. So this is where God is saying, using exactly the same phrases, Reshit goyim, Rosh goyim, Sruchim al Mirzach Sruchim. But these aren't the only opposites that we see here. Um, God talks about how he detests very strong language. Nishba Hashem God takes an oath by himself, by his own name. Says God, I despise the pride of Jacob. And I hate their palaces the hiskarti ear and therefore i am going to condemn the city and everything within it and therefore you will find since he hates the palaces sanesi those palaces you will find that the next uh, phrases mention the word by it i think six times and um one of the things he says the great house will be smashed into smithereens. And the smaller house will just become sticks and, 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 and wood chips. Um, so once again, the great palaces become, you know, totally um, ruined and smashed. This is not the only reversal that we're going to talk about. We're going the people talk in this chapter. You are so upbeat for no reason. You say, Because we are so strong, that is why we took possession of the city of Karanaim, a city in Eva Hayardain. But what does he say? Here's the reversal. I will bring against you a nation. And he will put pressure on you. He will wreck you from the north, from Hamat, all the way till Nachal Ha'arava. So you think you're so strong. You're not really going to be so strong. One other fascinating thing is that God talks about the power of his name. But there is an awful scene, a dreadful scene, which sounds like something which comes out of, I don't know, the the Shoah um, here, where he talks about how things are going to be so thoroughly destroyed. I'm going to um, give into the hands of the enemy the city and everything which is in it. And then he says, Even if a a, a house had ten souls in it, they will all be dead. 
And some of the survivors will come back to the house and they'll say in the empty house, Is anybody left alive? And people will say, No one, there are no survivors. This is like those terrible stories from the Shoah where we hear about whole families who maybe have a, a single survivor or maybe no survivors whatsoever. The Amar has, and they say, Shh, nobody should hear us using God's name. Nobody should hear us speaking Hebrew because if anybody hears us speaking Hebrew, they will just come and kill and murder everybody. You know, the, the contrast between the luxury of Shomron that we see in these Psukim, in, in early, the earlier Psukim, and then the, this scene of absolute wreckage, destruction, and annihilation is so radical. Um, it, it, the, the reversal is, is quite astonishing. And where does this all come from? So I want to deal with the final reversal of the chapter these are actually phrases we've seen in a previous perek, but ki mishpat. Why is all this going to happen? Because you've taken mishpat and you have turned it l'rosh. Rosh actually is a type of weed. You have made mishpat something so great. The notion of justice, you treat it like like weeds or pritzdaka, and the fruits of justice or the fruits of righteousness you have turned to lena to some sort of to wormwood to something that you don't want in other words because you've turned a society in fact god says here can horses run on rocks well they can't they slip can rock be um plowed by by cattle obviously they cannot and the implication here is uh, you you can't penetrate a stone well, I think what he's trying to say there is um, a stone is slippery, a stone is, is impenetrable, and so is the Jewish people. The Jewish people have reversed their legacy. If they are the Rosh Goyim, if they are the first amongst nations, Nukuvei Reshit Goyim, then they should know better because they were chosen in order to be the people of Mishpat and Staka, and now they have turned it into weeds, into wormwood. And therefore, what is about to happen to them is something that they deserve. That's chapter six. See you tomorrow.